you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Just without waste of time, let us read our Bibles. If we can turn to 2 Corinthians, the chapter will be chapter 10, and verse, it will be verse 3. said it is Second Corinthians uh, chapter 10 verse 3 to 5 he found it written this manner for though we walk in the flesh we do not war, war after the flesh Amen although we are in the flesh but our battle doesn't take place in the flesh realm for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Amen. There are some critical ways there. Imaginations, a thought that is being brought into captivity, which confirms when Brother Brenham says the greatest battle ever fought was fought in a human mind. Amen. Are we still together? Let's just bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we have read this portion of the scripture. We are just going to have a fellowship around it, Heavenly Father. But Lord, we invite you just to come and bring the inspiration behind this scripture. May you bless these men and women that are here tonight. You know their needs. May you grant them their needs as we commit all of them to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. While you take your seats, a couple of minutes. Amen. God bless you as we begin our midweek services for the year. Amen. Uh, I'm not going to be long. I want to speak on the art of of war. Amen. The art of war. Amen. Uh, Because I I was just checking somewhere where they were saying, actually, war, uh, it's a combination of art and science. I'm just speaking on a on a military level. Amen. Uh, how many believe that we are, we are in the battlefield? Amen. We are in the battlefield. That's why the prophet, maybe if I just read the quotation in the message, a deceived church by the world, paragraph 8, he says, remember, we are not on a picnic We are not on a picnic, believers. We are in a battlefield. Many people just think that when you become a Christian, that's all they need to do. That that settles it forever. If they are a Christian, then everything is going to come easy. Amen. Uh, If you come into Christianity or you are born again, and you think the reason I'm born again is that everything should go smooth and easy, Uh, you are being naive. Amen. That is just an illusion. 
the prophet says, don't ever get that in your head. For I become a Christian to fight. Amen. This evening I'm speaking to fighters. Those that became Christians in order to fight. Fight the good fight of faith. I become a Christian to get in the battle lines. Hallelujah. We are Christian soldiers. We've got to be trained, brought up and know all the techniques of the enemy. All the tactics of the enemy. And to know how to fortify ourselves. To know how to fight the fight. And we can only do that as the Holy Spirit will reveal it to us. We cannot take what some other nation tells us when we go to war or takes their ideas. We've got to take our own ideas. Hallelujah. As message believers, we've got to have our own ideas. Not take our ideas from the world in order to fight in this battle. But our ideas will come from the Holy Spirit. Are we together? But we've got to take our ideas the way the Holy Spirit would direct us and what ideas he would give us because he is the commanding chief of the army of the Christians. Amen. You can never fight in a battle where you do not know uh, the, command, uh, the commander in chief of the army. You've got to know him. You've got to be in touch with him. You've got to know uh, what is his battle strategy or his battle tactics, and then that is how you will be able to overcome. Are we together? But uh, I like it when the prophet says, you've got to know the enemy. You can never get into the battle until you know who you are fighting against. Are you here, believers? You've got to know who you are fighting against. Uh, I just want to check something here quickly. Amen. In a battle, there are certain things that are, are common when you fight. There are principles of a battle. You can never get into the battle unless you know yourself. You've got to first know yourself. What you are able to do, what you are unable to do. And, and if, you can, if you can get into the battle where you have misled yourself, you are going to suffer defeat. You've got to take stock of your weaknesses. You've got to take stock of your strength and be very honest when you take stock. Hallelujah. If a nation goes into war, it has to know itself before it participates in a war. Uh, somebody was telling me, I think it was last week, the best, the best army or one of the best armies in the world is the army of Israel. Those that are reading, those that are researching, they know that when it comes to weaponry, Israel is leading. Hallelujah. And this person was saying the, the difference between Russia and Israel, how they fight, because uh, Russia relies more on numbers. They would send a, a number of troops into an area. If they get injured, they will send more troops. That's what you have seen in Syria. Isn't it so? 
But when Israel fights, it fights, it looks at the targets. I actually saw a clip where they had put weaponry on a plane, military plane, and they were dropping these uh, 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 devices on the ground. These devices on the ground, later on, they were connected with what was happening in the air. It was actually an army by its own. Hallelujah. When you get to America, they would use drones. There will be something that flies over the building and drops a bomb on the building. And if you shoot it, no one is injured because it's just a piece of equipment. Are we together? But in order for nations to get into battle, they've got to understand their capabilities. They've got to understand their weaknesses. They've got to understand their strengths. And even you, if you come into this battle, you've got to know your weaknesses. You've got to know your strengths. Are we together? And God forbid that you can say, I've got no weaknesses because you will surely suffer defeat. Hallelujah. Every person, somewhat, wherever you are stronger, I may be weaker. Wherever I may be weaker, you may be stronger. That is why the art of warfare is about being complementary. We complement one another. What I like, you bring to the table. What you like, I bring to the table. Are we together? But you've got to know yourself. You can never fight in this battle unless you know yourself. And that's why what we were trying to do on Sunday was to show you who you are, your origin, where you come from, and your true identity, so that when you fight in this battle, you must know who you are. And, and, and they say, if you really, if you know the enemy and know yourself, you, you, then you need to fear if you know yourself and you know the enemy, you don't have to fear defeat. Hallelujah. You know the weaknesses of the enemy. You know your strengths. You know your weaknesses. You know the strengths of the enemy. Then you are able, when you attack, you know how to attack. And we've got to know the enemy because the enemy is cunning. Are you here, church? And, and, and you, mothers, how he approached you is not how he's going to approach your daughter. He keeps on adapting tactics. And that is why we've got to be prayer up at all times so that we are glued to what the operational plan of the Holy Spirit is all about. Are you here this evening? Amen. Hallelujah. If you get into the battle where you know yourself but you don't know the enemy, you will overcome some battles, but you will come out of certain battles being overcome. Because you go into those battles uh, uh, being blind. Hallelujah. And, and how would you know the enemy? And how would you know yourself? The only way to know yourself and to know the enemy, it is, the, it is through the revealed weight of the hour. When the weight reveals Christ, it exposes the, the, Christ, the, the devil. Are we together? So that means if Christ is not revealed to you, the enemy can never be exposed to you. And if the enemy is never exposed to you, you can never know how to fight. Are, are we together? And, and, and stay with me because I'm going to come into certain things here. In, 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 when you speak about the, the art of war, a lot of times some people think warfare is about the number of troops that you have. That is not the case. You can have hundreds of thousands of troops. It is not in the number, but it is in who is leading you in the war. Are we together? 
Gideon goes into the war, is preparing himself for a war. He's got 32,000 men. And the enemy has got troops, 135,000 soldiers. The Holy Spirit comes to, the angel comes to Gideon and says, these men are too many. 32,000, I don't know how many times it goes into 135,000, but it goes a number of times. But God still comes and says, uh uh, Gideon, these people are too many. And it says, tell the people that are fearful to go back home. And now Gideon makes a, a, a declaration and says, if you are fearful, go back home. Guess what? 22,000 goes back home. Now he remains with 10,000. Naturally speaking, if you are a, a commander in chief, you will be discouraged that I've got 32. I'm down to 10,000 against 135,000. While he is looking at 10,000, and which means these now are brave men. Because the fearful men have gone home. But God still comes to Gideon and says, these men are too many. Hallelujah. Now, he says, this is what you need to do, Gideon. You need to take them to the river so that they can drink the water. Those that drink without looking at their surroundings, send them home and only remain with those that are looking at the surroundings. Those that are just looking into the river and are drinking water, send them home. Guess what? After he has run that test, 9,700 fails the test. Only 300 makes it. From 32,000, hallelujah, to 10,000, from 10,000, to 300, when it is 300, God says, now you are ready. Now it is 300 against 135,000. This makes me feel good because when you are with God, you plus God are a majority. Hallelujah. So when you get into the battle, check who you are going into that battle with. If you are with the Lord, I don't care how, how many people or how many obstacles are against you, you're going to come out of that battle as an overcomer. Are we here, church? Are you still with me? Now, I said, you've got to know the enemy. You've got to know yourself. And warfare by nature is based on deception. You can never win in a warfare unless you master the art of deception. I know now it's quite something else. How deception? Yes. Deception in the sense of employing some form of triggery to mislead the enemy. The only time where you can win against the enemy is when you mislead the enemy. Because when, when the enemy is misled, it, 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 he exposes his vulnerability. Are we together? That means, and stay with me here, that means when you are strong, hallelujah, when you are strong, what must you do in a war zone? You must be weaker. Because when you are stronger, and you operate as somebody that is stronger, you know that they say pride comes before the fall. Are we together? So you are stronger, but you project weakness to the enemy. Hallelujah. 
And when you are weaker, what must you do? You must come out stronger. Hallelujah. When you are far, what must you do? You must look near. And when you are near, what must you do? You must look far. Are we together? And that's how we need to operate against the David. Whenever he causes a situation and he expects a certain reaction, never go to that reaction. No matter how natural it may seem, never go to that reaction. If he expects you to be afraid, never be afraid. Hallelujah. Anyway, if you are not afraid, hallelujah, pretend like you are afraid. Hallelujah. Because why? You want the enemy when he comes to you to underestimate himself or to overestimate himself. Then you are able to attack the enemy. What I'm simply saying, the devil in the end time, he wants to paint a picture that we are going to be defeated. That is not the picture that we are going to give him. Hallelujah. And let me, even when you are, you are caught up in the intensity of the battle, and you feel like the battle, this battle is too intense, I want you never to give up in that battle. Hallelujah. You, 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 you must never panic. In a battle, you must never panic. You must keep focus on the commander-in-chief. In the battle, you must keep your focus on the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost has got the battle plan. Are we together, church? Amen. So that means in a war, reality is often hidden. The next thing that you've got to choose in a war is the ground on which you fight. I've seen believers having the right equipment. Hallelujah. Right equipment, but fighting in a wrong zone. You are not going to win. Are we together? You, you, you must fight from your position of strength. If, if some nations are great when it comes to the marine war, some nations are great when it comes to on the ground. Some nations are great when it comes into the air. If, if the nation knows that I'm great in the air, they will never advocate that they must fight on the ground. They want to fight from their position of strength. Are, are we together? And even in nature, you will look that when you observe nature, a, a, a lot of times when a predator comes for a prey, a prey will always run to where, it, where the ground on which it knows that it is stronger. If the monkey is running away from something, where is the monkey going to run to? On the tree. Are we together? If the crocodile has got some doubts, what is the crocodile going to do? It's going to go back into the water. And you, when there is doubt, your position of strength is in God. Hallelujah. Whenever you are confused or you think you are not sure about something, return back to God. Because there is no way that you can fight in God and suffer defeat. Are you here, church? While I'm there on nature, I said, uh, uh, war is an art of deception. 
A chameleon, when it knows that a predator is after it, what does a chameleon do? It will get into an environment and it has this a chemical reaction to the environment where if it, the environment is blue, all of a sudden that chameleon is blue. And when the predator comes, he will never find that chameleon. Hallelujah. That is why, brethren, it is very difficult, because, it's very critical because Paul says, the devil is going around about us like a roaring lion, looking, at which, looking to grab one to slaughter. It is very critical that you as the sheep, you must always travel as a flock. Isolation brings destruction faster. Are you here, church? Fellowship strengthens soldiers. Whenever you are in the fellowship of saints, you will remain infallible. Are you here, church? A lot of times we are fallible because we spend time with wrong people. And whenever you spend time with wrong people, they compromise your military tactics. Hallelujah. I mean, if, if you are a soldier, a soldier must keep company with soldiers. But if you are a soldier, you keep company with doctors, you are not going to be a great soldier. But when you are with other soldiers, you are able to discuss the enemy, analyze the enemy, profile the enemy, and know how to tackle the enemy. Because when you tackle the enemy, let me tell you something. Sometimes you don't need to go for direct attack. Sometimes it has to be very passive, subliminal, and you ambush the enemy. They've got different tactics that they use in military. Even you, as a young person, have an approach. And, and, and victory doesn't come by default. You don't wake up one morning and become victorious. Victory is, some, victory is something that is pre-planned. If you're going to be defeated, that means you were planned to be defeated. But if you say, and, and, and some of us, when we came into the message, we, we had plans. We knew that when you are at high school, there is a demon that operates at high school. Hallelujah. And we knew that when you get into, I think it will be fine, bro, don't worry. When you get into tertiary, there are demons that specialize at tertiary level. When you are at work, there are certain demons that specialize at work. Hallelujah. When you are married, there are certain demons that tackles, that, 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 that targets people that are married. Hallelujah. When you are a pastor, you deal with certain demons. When you are a church member, you deal with, say, at every level, there is a demon that is deployed to deal with you. And if I was you, I was going to study and say, if I get into the school, what has made other people to falter at this level? And I will be able to analyze the enemy, what he has done, and make sure that I walk into that battle with a plan and saying to the enemy, I'm coming out of this as a victor. Are you here, people? And and a lot of times there is an illusion where a young man looks at married men and thinks that the day I get married, goodness, then I'm sorted, I'm an overcomer. No, sir. Every level has got its own devil. And for you to know that you'll be able to overcome the devil at the next level, you've got to overcome the devil at your level. 
Are we together? Yes, some young people thought, because if I get married, now I become infallible. It addresses all lust. Sometimes you put paraffin, you just pour paraffin on fire. Are you here, church? So, I want, listen to me. Never, ever, at any point, think that at the level at which I am at, I can avoid the devil and fight him at the next level. The same devil that you live at that level is waiting for you at the next level. Are we together? The same demon that you failed to overcome last year is going to visit you this year. And once you deal with that demon next year, in order to know that you are growing, the devil will deploy a new demon. Are we together? And, and as I often say, in order to know that you are growing, check the battles that you are fighting. There's got to be, you've got to be taken into new territories. You've got to encounter new giants to show that you are growing. Because as soon as you get exposed to a new giant, the Holy Spirit will reveal a strategy for that level. And what does it mean? It means you are growing as a believer. And you can tell those that are coming and say, I fought this giant and I overcame. I fought that one, I overcame. I fought that one and I overcame. Then you will become a war veteran. A war veteran is not somebody that has just been in the battle for many years. You can be an old man in a battle but not be a veteran. You can be an old woman in a battle and not be a veteran. Hallelujah. You can be an old woman in church and not be a veteran. You can be an old man in church and not be a veteran. A veteran, it means you've got some mantles that you can show, that you can display to the youngsters and say, I remember in 1914 when I fought the battle, this mantle comes from that battle. Hallelujah. And I'm asking you as a message believer, do you have crowns? If you walk into the house of a veteran, you will know as soon as you step into the house that I'm in the house of a veteran. Hallelujah. There will be a a medal that is in the kitchen. And when you get into the uh, uh, living room, maybe there will be a cabinet with display of trophies. With... Hallelujah, with photos where he has shown that he fought in First World War and he took that picture. Hallelujah. And if you are a growing believer in the message, you must have a track record. You must have a track record. You must be able to say, since I came, this is what I fought. And let me tell you something, folks. If you do not deal with issues at your level, God is not going to take them away. He will make you, hallelujah. If David could have not fought the bear and overcame the bear, God would have never moved him to the next level. He's got to deal with the bear. Until such time he overcomes the bear, then he's not ready to deal with the lion. And as soon as he deals with the lion, then he can go and deal with Goliath. As soon as he deals with Goliath, then he can come into Ziklag and deal with the Amalekites. Hallelujah. So that means for you where you are, there are many devils that God has prepared for you to fight. There are many giants that you must fight. But if you keep on fighting and overcoming them, then you are growing. 
And God says, that's my son. That's my daughter. That's a soldier with a track record. And in this battle, don't rely on your own understanding. It will fail you. Because the Holy Spirit will make you do things that you deem nonsensical. But yet in those things, there is a secret to your victory. Imagine Joshua as the commander-in-chief. He's moving around, fighting the battle. He's looking around. He's looking at Jericho. He walked around there alone trying to devise a military strategy. Then he sees this man that comes to him. And immediately, Joshua looks at this man. He pulls his sword. Because why? In a battle, you've got to be vigilant. You can never be in a battle and be sluggish. You will be ambushed. That's why as a believer, you've got to be vigilant. What is the devil doing in my time? What is the devil doing in my area? What is the devil up to? Because when you know what the enemy is about to do, you are a step ahead. Then you can prepare your family as well. You can prepare your children. Never be ignorant of your environment. Do you know that demons are specialists in different areas? Are you here, believers? When Daniel was coming, when the angel Gabriel was coming down to to Daniel with an answer, the prince of Persia, which was a demon that operated there, withstood him for 21 days. The prince, and the the Bible calls it by area, the prince of Persia, which was a demon. That's why when you are a believer, before you move to any town, check what is happening in that town. Even in this country, I can break it down. The devil specializes by provinces. You get into certain areas and you know that in this area, in this province, a demon that is dominant is adultery. No offense to the people that are in Northwest, but I can tell you that is a dangerous area. Hallelujah. Yes, Northwest has got a dominant spirit of adultery. And as a pastor, I know what I'm talking about. I've observed the area over time. A lot of brothers that have gone there without their wives never survived. There's a demon that operates there. A demon that operates in Whitbank is a female dominant spirit. I thought you would say amen to that. If women in this area, if they can say, you will never. When you marry in Wheatbank, you must have a big bow and not be a half a man. That's the dominant female spirit. Limpopo, where I come from, superstitions. Witchcraft and all sorts of nonsense. Outing, criminals. 
They, were, they rob until they rob themselves. <laughs> Western Cape, drug lots. I can, go, I can go from province and go city by city because I've looked at this and made it my own observation. And maybe uh, uh, those that say, ah, Northwest. I've been Northwest. I was moved to there. I think I worked there in 2004. The first time when I was booked into a guest house there, I went with my wife. Immediately I made a decision that I will never... I will never, ever sleep here. I used to travel 130 kilometers just to go to work. It was 260 to and fro because I decided that mm -mm, I won't stay there. And brothers that moved there, later I heard that they were in the confession box mm -hmm. and say things went wrong. And some cases are presided over them. What I may say, be vigilant. Be vigilant. I guess it's you young people, because I've given you an approach, you can go and look at it at school level. This school, this was dominant in that school. In that school, that's what dominant. Those are demons deployed by the enemy. Okay? Churches are not immune. Every church has got a demon deployed to it. Oh, the time uh, those days, I, I'm, 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 I'm making, uh, the reason I'm doing that is not to shock you, but I want you to be vigilant. When you get into a restaurant, make sure that before you enjoy the meal, you know how it is prepared behind the scene. Because a lot of times, a restaurant can look so beautiful, the ambience, the music, and the, you, you, whatever you use where it's visible, but you find behind the scene, there's not even hygiene. Are we together? I know, are there any people that know what I'm talking about? I don't want to mention some outlets because I may end up being sued. But what I'm, this example, I'm simply showing you that you don't walk into a church. You must check the spirit that operates that church because the, some of the churches are not just churches. It's demons operating. Hallelujah. And actually, here in South Africa, we have come to a point where, oh goodness, we've got pastors, we've got witch doctors that disguise themselves as pastors. Are we together? That's why the church in the end time must have a discerning spirit. Are you here, church? Are you here, sisters? Before you buy clothes, discern. I'm not saying before, I'm not... You may say, that sounds fanatic. If it sounds fanatic, be a fanatic. Because you would rather be cautious than be caught on our way. Are you here, church? Don't just say it's my taste. Check whether it's in line with his taste. Amen. Are you still with me? Brother Brenham says in the message putting on the whole armor of God, paragraph 23, he says, so we find out that these secret agents of the enemy, that's it. When you fight battles, there are secret agents. How a secret agent would work out is in this manner. 
I think even intelligence services would use the same approach. They would have a, a man that would come into town, maybe hire a room and say, I'm looking for a job. Maybe stay somewhere, maybe in the township, and goes to drink with them. While he's there, they think he's one of the us, but he's actually spying on them. And if they are planning a protest, that's why we would know about a protest before it happens, is the intelligence services, the agents are there. And an agent can go undercover and become a drug lot and work with them and pick up drugs and move them and sometimes can work with them for over two years, five years. But as he's working there, he's releasing the secrets of that operation to the police. And at the right time, the police then will strike. Are you here? The natural types, the spiritual folks. And you young girls, you had much better be awake. It does not mean that every person that comes to church and has got a spoken word is a brother. They must be filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Because the devil is, is spying on us as well. He comes and listens to our sermons. He looks at how we live. And let me tell you something, young girl. A, a, young, a young, twisted young man can come to this church for three years and only the goal is just to make sure that he makes you falter. And sometimes can go even to an extent where even the elders of the church can be misled by his conduct and say, this brother is humble. Only to find that he is the devil's agent disguising himself. But if you listen to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will expose him. I hope these things are not just, they are finding a place in your heart. And you'll be able to do something about them. And some of the things, you may feel uncomfortable when I say them, but some of the calls that we get, they are nerve-wracking. Nerve-wracking. Amen. Nerve-wracking. Shocking. What young people get caught up into sometimes is heartbreaking. When you look at life, it's messed up. I've got just a young girl that called me from somewhere and said, Pastor, can you help me? I'm a daughter of a head deacon and I'm pregnant. What must I do? Can you help me to break the news to the parents? Sad. You've got to be vigilant, folks. We are in the end time. Amen. Not in this church. Rampanya, you are safe. It's not you. Amen. Don't need to be nervous. Amen. The father is out of the country. The daughter is here. I've got to make a call to the father and say, listen, the devil, this is what the devil has done. That's why parents, even if a girl child is waking, never allow them to stay alone. Even if they get an income, 
the rather comes thing either with you or with some trusted family or believers somewhere where they can give you an update on how they are living. If you become too liberal and you say, I don't want to be strict on my children, you will become a grandfather before you are time. I'm saying this with a heavy burden, folks. I'm saying this because it's not nice as a parent to go through that experience. You will not sleep at all. That's why I say we've got to be vigilant. And yes, the devil could have tried it on others, but we've got much better be vigilant and say, you did it there, but you're not going to go further. We are now becoming vigilant. We will see you afar and expose you afar. Can I get an amen? Amen. He says, we find out that the secret agents of the enemy, each nation will equip its men with the latest equipment. There's just a, a new gun that I've seen that Israel has reduced, one of the best apparently in the world. It's able to fire, I think it can empty a magazine, they say, in less than a minute. It's such an advanced piece of equipment that it is trusted, is being exported all over. So a nation must always have the latest weapons. What does it mean spiritually? It's great that we can speak about God that opened the Red Sea. But we need God in 2017 to take care of our families. Are we here together? Because we are not fighting with what Moses fought the enemy has evolved and taken shape and, and has employed different tactics. I need a God of 2017 Amen. that knows what the enemy is doing and that can even forewarn me about what he's going to do next year and prepares me today. Amen. He says, they study. They do everything. They're trying to counteract the other fellow's weapons. To get a little more modern weapon. Hallelujah. Well, what do you call it? The, is it slingshot? Is it a slingshot? Slingshot is you don't... Or is it an updated version? Okay. Amen. You can never go into a battle with a slingshot today. You will be killed. Are we together? You can never go and fight the devil with Luther's message. You can never go and fight the devil with Wesley's message. You can never fight the devil with a Pentecostal message. You need the revealed word of the hour to fight the devil today. Are you not amazed that those that rejected Brother Brenham, although they were sincere and loved God and worshipped God in their churches, but later they came to, to acknowledge that we are struggling. There was a time where we had seven Adventist church members here. We remember those nights where we used to uh, debate with them on the scriptures, you remember? While the pastor was here, the elder was showing how the Seven Adventist Church was the true church, what they were doing, hallelujah, and I was trying to show what the message is, and they were rejecting it. But he came to me and whispered into my ear, 
and say, we wish our women could dress like your women. But we don't know how to do it. We are failing. Hello? He even went to some of the sisters here and told them and said, no matter what, remain in this church. What does he see? He knows that I've got a doctrine, but it is not enough. It does not have enough voltage to fight against the devil in current times. But the message of the hour, which is the revealed word of God, will defeat the enemy anywhere. I don't care whether it is mainland mall. It will defeat the enemy right there. Anytime. I don't care whether it's 2017. It will defeat the enemy even today. Under any condition. Whether you are rich or broke or poor. Whatever may be. You've got a remedy. But you've got to yield yourself. You've got to surrender yourself. It can only work. When you surrender yourself to it. They study. They do everything. They're trying to counteract the other fellows' weapons. You remember the other time when I preached here about these doomed pastors? I said, actually, the intention of the enemy is to... It is to bringing a legislation against how churches must operate. you remember? Yes. Now they've got it, it must go to parliament so that they, they call it a, a peer review mechanism of some sort where we'll be able to check what you are preaching. Is it not hate speech? But how it came about, it was going somewhere. But the prophet has told us about these things. Because the devil, in order to introduce a new order, he creates a disorder. So that people can, even people that are genuine can say, I, even yourself, you feel like at the rate at which things are going, these people are criminals. We must do something about them. Then the government will begin to say, someone's must be regulated. But here are the news. The very same day, the government that it will regulate may be the very same government that brought this shenanigan. And they thought if we could just bring a law without responding to any trend, people will say we are taking the, their religious freedom away. Let's create chaos. But let me tell you something. Our sermons are not going to be approved by a government. They have already been long approved by a mighty government which it is headquartered in heaven and whatever that government says, we say amen to that. And if somebody made somebody to, I mean, I saw this morning where they were drinking an engine oil. That's criminality. It's not spirituality. Take that fellow and put him into prison. Prosecute him and leave us alone. Amen. It says, it's the nation's business. If they want to survive, they need to equip their soldiers with the best equipment that there is. That's why when you come here, we will not be shallow and crack jokes. We'll, we'll tell you real things so that when you go out there, you know that you're going to deal with the real David. Amen. 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 I think let me stop here. God bless you richly.
Reign, King Jesus. Reign, King Jesus. Amen. Reign, Jesus. Reign. Reign, Jesus. so that Heavenly Father we can be aware of the spirits Heavenly Father mm. we like to thank the message that we have unfolded unto us this evening Heavenly yes. Father Heavenly Father may you bless our pastor Heavenly mm. Father you have said Heavenly Father in the Bible Heavenly Father that you shall give us the pastors Heavenly Father yes. who shall Heavenly Father feed us with knowledge Heavenly Father mm. indeed Heavenly Father that's what we need Heavenly Father mm. you know Heavenly Father 
our hearts, Heavenly Father, desire, Heavenly Father. That's why, Heavenly Father, when we come to the house, Heavenly Father, we can always, Heavenly Father, say we are victorious, Heavenly Father. Mm. The devil will be exposed, Heavenly Father. Yes. Whatever tricks that is coming with, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, in your house, that's where we get, Heavenly Father, all the armor to go and fight him, Heavenly yes. Father. We are thankful for this message, Heavenly Father, that mm. you have brought unto us, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, as we are about to leave, Heavenly Father, this place, Heavenly Father, may you keep, Heavenly Father, that fire burning, Heavenly Father, in our family, Heavenly Father. Mm. May that Holy Ghost, Heavenly Father, continue to lead us, Heavenly Father, yes. to guide us, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, to fight for us, Heavenly Father, in this world that is falling apart, Heavenly Father, so that, Heavenly Father, we cannot be carried or taken away, Heavenly Father, by these things, Heavenly Father. We can remain, Heavenly Father, mm. to the core, Heavenly Father, of this message, Heavenly Father, that we have brought unto us, Heavenly Father. We get it, Heavenly Father. We know you have revealed it to us, Heavenly Hallelujah. Father. That's why, Heavenly Father, we will keep on holding on. Yes. Even if circumstances, Heavenly Father, they can be hard, Heavenly Father, mm. or difficult times, Heavenly Father, or mm. winds blowing, Heavenly Father. Yes. Heavenly Father, we will look for that little faith, Heavenly mm. Father, to remain with this message, Heavenly Father. We are thankful, Heavenly Father. We cannot, Heavenly Father... Uh, have words, Heavenly Father, how to thank you, Heavenly Father, yes. but we are very appreciative, Heavenly yes. Father. Thanks, Heavenly Father. There are people that have come, Heavenly Father, this evening, Heavenly Father, with the desire, Heavenly Father. We hope, Heavenly Father, you have answered them, Heavenly Father. We hope, Heavenly Father, those that are ill, Heavenly Father, you have healed them, Heavenly Father. Yes. Those that do not have answers, Heavenly Father. You have answered them, Heavenly Father. Mm. Heavenly Father, as we depart here, Heavenly Father, we can say, Heavenly Father, let Heavenly Father that fire keep on burning, Heavenly Father. Let us, Heavenly Father, have the desire to come, Heavenly Father, to this house, Heavenly mm. Father. As David of the oldest say, I was led when they say, let Bradley. us go unto the house of the Lord, Heavenly Father. Mm. This is the place to be, Heavenly Father. Yes. Seek first the kingdom of God, and ah. all shall follow, Heavenly Father. Bradley. That's what we are longing for, Heavenly Father. Thank mm everybody as you bless heavenly father these people may we bless heavenly father those that couldn't come heavenly father mm. break heavenly father those chains of the devil heavenly yes father. we commit this service we commit everything to you in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ amen amen god bless you richly till we see you on sunday have the have a blessed week of what remains of it Amen. Any song? Amen. Because he loves.